1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy, and as promised, I got me in OG. Right here, K. Scott, what's up my
0: man? Man, what is going on? I made it through the Utah weather that was out here in Houston because it was freezing cold a week ago, (laughs) but I'm here, defrosted and living life. Yeah, I feel really bad for you in your humid Houston weather. Man, shut <laughs> up, dude! Like,
1: you're cold. It's like you got 40 degrees one day there. Shit, man, it was negative five here not too long ago.
0: Oh my god, hey, I actually, I take it no back. Much. It
1: wasn't negative five. It was like that's the coldest. Actually, this winter hasn't been too bad. Okay, I'm I'm being a little dramatic. It, but it it's still cold. Bad.
0: It's still colder in Houston. <laughs> yeah,
1: bro. we don't got that humidity. I got to put lotion on all day, every day, chapstick, Ooh. the whole nine.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to do that no more.
1: Yeah. Well, let's just jump right into it because uh, I I know you're really busy and and, uh, we got to make sure that we get this episode out to the peoples out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, you being what's a what's a common terminology, the famous terminology that um, that Kobe made popular girl dad.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So you being a girl dad, I wanted you to weigh on this with me and then I'll have uh, then, you know, obviously Rojo's going to weigh in on the on the boy dad thing because he's got two boys.
0: Yeah. And I
1: got one of each. I split 50 50. So I get a Best little bit of both each. worlds. Yeah, a little bit of both <laughs> worlds. Um, but no, I just want to talk for a few minutes. Um, I've had some dads, well, throughout the years, but just more recently, just mm-hmm. kind of asked me random advice. or They weren't even actually asking me advice, it was just a conversation. It turned into advice because they know what I do for a living. So they just kind of wonder what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of thinking, hey, you know, I don't want my daughters to be those typical crazy teenagers that every parent worries about, where they're sneaking out, running around, always on their phone. Just you know, just those typical teenagers that every parent is fearful of creating, and mm-hmm. raising, where they want everything immediately, and if you don't give it to them, it's like you know they're the daughter of that. What's that? What was that girl in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Dottie, I want an oompa loompa, and I want it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say I don't remember her name, but I know exactly who you're talking about
1: yeah she she was she was a mini karen in the making
0: right Mm -hmm. before the karen's
1: yeah before the karen's obviously (laughs) nobody nobody wants to raise a daughter like that we want to raise strong resilient happy confident curious um creative daughters that can you know be loving compassionate caring just all Mm -hmm. the best attributes of a woman but also too, know how to you know how to say no Mm-hmm. Know, know, know how to know how to you know look at those boys when they give some bad you know pickup lines or say some sexually inappropriate things. You look at boy in the eye and be like, "Excuse me,
0: yeah. get the hell out of here, man!" <laughs> like just walk away, right. like,
1: get out of my face, fool. You know what I mean? Right. Like, We definitely don't want daughters to be played and taken advantage of, but also Mm we want them to be confident and strong, and that's going to help them be resilient in those situations. So I just want to take a few minutes to share some of the things that that Kenneth and I have both been doing and will continue to do that have worked for us. And then uh, just give you guys some of those nuggets. You can take those home, add it to your quiver, and you guys can use that as well for helping your daughters being able to meet their potential, because I'm sure every dad, every mom listening to this is thinking, how do I make my daughter better than me? How do I get my daughter to be exceptional, not just average, and definitely not below average? Right. So Kenneth, as you're thinking of some things, um, I want to bring up a couple things that I've done with my daughter, and one thing in particular I did with her at a very young age, and I'm so glad I did. Um, I read an article. This is going to seem random at first, but you guys will pick up on it. I read an article a long time ago, one of the psychology journals and statistics. Like I just get emails like that all the time, so mm-hmm. I see some 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 you know, some topics. Like, oh, that's interesting. Well, one came across my desk that said, um, "Dad, one dads are so saying dads one way to empower your daughters to make them feel powerful, strong, capable, um, to not be feeble and weak and stuff like that is when they're young. Specifically, it was between the ages, I believe, one and six years old. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. they said um, you should wrestle with your daughters,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you should want to." It gave very specific because when it said wrestle, I'm like, okay, obviously you're not a full grown man, like just pinning right. your daughter on the ground. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, but on. because I'm
1: into jujitsu and I've been into grappling for a long yeah. time, I was curious about what it said. And it said, no, like, like play wrestle with them. Kind of like what we would call in jujitsu, like just kind of flow with them a little mm. bit, move around with them a little bit. But most importantly, at some point in the a- interaction, allow them, not let them, but allow them to win and um and the distinction between that was it wasn't like oh you know you just lay down the ground she throws Mm -hmm. you down you get on top of her it's like no give a little bit of resistance kind of be playful whatever and show that like if she starts to get the best be like oh my gosh you're turning me over my back okay you can do this Mm -hmm. i saw my daughter at four years old in jujitsu and a, a four-year-old, like that whole summer, she did jujitsu like, you know, three or four times uh, a day. And then the next summer, the same thing periodically throughout the winter. So from four to nine years old, my daughter was frequently in and out of jiu-jitsu. And then when she and I, she and I would, you know, do jujitsu at home uh, in the living room, stuff like that, I followed those instructions. And I saw in the very beginning she's very timid and like mm-hmm. she was looking at me like there's no way I could take my dad. But then she started to feel my resistance, my strength. I'm like, okay, now push a little bit harder. Do this, do that. Okay, put mm-hmm. my leg down here. So I was giving her instructions. Now, every dad, if you don't know wrestling or jiu-jitsu, it would be hard to give instructions. But I think you could figure out like, hey, you know, if you want to help your daughter get an advantage of you, you got to help her out a little bit. The right. more I started to do that, I noticed a very significant change. In fact, it changed when she was going to jiu-jitsu. It changed when I would ask her for her opinion on something. She could tell me No. My daughter was always really scared to make me or my wife upset or disappointed. So she would say things like, I'd say like, Hey, do you want to eat this for food? She's like, yeah, I really like this. Thank you so much. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't really like it right now though. I don't want to eat it right now. And she's really struggling with that. The more Mm -hmm. we started to do these games, she started like, Hey dad, I don't really like it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Now I had to coach her a little bit. Say, Hey, you don't need to tell me I, I, I thank you so much. This You don't have to be so apologetic every time. You can be polite, but it's helping their kind of find that middle ground. So that's something that really helped me. And when I read the statistics on how it's helped their self-confidence, stuff like that, I just want to give it a try. Is there anything that you've been doing with your daughters that comes to mind? Just It doesn't have to be anything like that, that maybe you and your wife have been working on, That's mm-hmm. just that you guys have seen has been showing results in regards to them developing their own sense of self, their own personality, right. things like that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Actually, that that example that you gave. But another thing that we've been working on is boundary setting, kind of like okay. what you mentioned. So a lot of times when my oldest daughter, she wants to, she's very fun loving and and caring, and wants to nurturing, and she wants to give people hugs and things of that nature. So one day at school, there was this little boy named Bradley, and uh <laughs> she's so caring and wants to hug everybody. And then like she goes to hug them. And she was, and the the guy was like the the kid little kiddo was like, I don't want to hug. And she was like, Oh, he don't want to be my friend. Like you know what I'm saying? She yeah. goes and runs away. And we try to tell her like, that's just his way. Maybe he's not comfortable with you giving a hug. And we're just trying to let her know like, just as he has boundaries, you have to have boundaries yourself. Like for instance, like when her uh, when she's trying to hug her younger sister, Kinley. Kinley's like, I don't want. No, no. But the thing about it is, we tell her like, once you do set a brown boundary like tell the reason why you're setting this boundary so that you won't be disappointed you won't be feel like you left alone so like now when i tell uh brooklyn hey brooklyn i don't want to hug right now the reason why i want to hug is because you're freaking cold right now and you're trying to hug me is gonna make me cold so i'm trying to like give her like the background as to why give description so that. it doesn't hurt the, yeah. you know, the kid's feelings Exactly. And so that's one thing we've been doing, um, you know, just trying to tell her, like, okay, set your boundary, but explain why. Right? You know what I'm saying? So just like you gave the food analogy, like, yeah. she, she's very picky eater. So she, she tries to be nice, like, Daddy, she well, she was like, like, do you want this? Like, you know, this time before she was be like, no, no, because that's just not like kind of what you what your daughter said no i just don't like that i don't want that right now so now she's getting better at setting the boundary and then telling the reason why so that's that's one thing she's been doing really well i'm so glad you and your wife are, are working on your girls with that because um
1: I, I hear a lot of people parents in general say things like hey use your words use your words and what the parent doesn't realize and i'm sure i've made my the same mistake because it's not like i'm perfect at this the parent doesn't realize at that particular moment when you're repeating use your words use your words over and over again you kid doesn't know what the hell you're talking about right <laughs> just because you told them two months mm-hmm. ago a long speech about why they need to describe the, their feelings why they're mad at their sister why they're mad at whoever and how they're feeling you may have said that a long time ago and said that's if you just jump right back and then say, use your words, their brain does not go back to that conversation and automatically right. recall all that information. In fact, just the terminology, use your words, they may be trying to figure out and think what you even mean by that. Mm-hmm. Your brain's thinking, it's obvious what I mean by that. I've told you that many times before, use your words, use your words. But all too often, we're using words like, use your words that are not words that make sense to them. Mm-hmm. So what you guys time, are doing, yeah. what you guys are doing is a lot better. You're saying, okay, told her you, you don't want her to hug you, but did you say why?
0: <laughs> right. So why
1: don't you tell her exactly why? Because if you don't tell her why, like if some, if, you ask, if you ask your friend, hey, can I play with your toy? And they say, no. You could, oh my gosh, they're not my friend, they don't like me. Mm-hmm. But if they say, no, because I got to go right now, um, but you can play with it next time, well, that's going to hurt a whole lot less, right? That's not a personal mm-hmm. attack i think i think you you, you and your wife on to some good stuff with that one right there
0: yeah because if you think about it like later on in life uh when we tell them no like say for instance she's 16 want to go out with friends and we be like hey mommy dad can we go over friends and we be like no and not tell her anything she's probably gonna be like you know what i'm gonna you know do it anyway you know type of thing but if we gave her a context of why we told her no then she'll realize well maybe that is Maybe that isn't good for me to go out there with my friends because this could happen because we gave them the background and described why we told them no. So that's that's another thing, too.
1: Well, you guys are choosing the the pathway of more energy and time spent in communicating your kids, which is also the pathway of more work as a parent. So just yeah. so you know, you and your wife aren't taking the easy <laughs> route because right. the easy route is not explaining to get irritated Man, it's just—it's such a bad habit when parents get in the habit of just getting angry every time their kids ask them for more information or ask for more details. Even if you've explained it over and over again, it really puts it on us as parents. Apparently, we're not getting good at being creative at explaining things. We're not good at making our point, or we're not good at just keeping the conversation moving. Those are totally different skills. You know, the kids always say, hey, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? And say, well, for the same reason I told you 300 times before. Mm. Okay, that, that's not gonna do it or if <laughs> right. you know, or if the parents like why do you keep on bugging me i told you already quit ask me questions right even, it's frustration it's not fair but the kid just sees that as rejection i'm mm-hmm. not good enough i'm a nuisance to my parents right or one of my favorite ones is that the kid will be asking over and over again and the parent starts to use sarcasm Mm-hmm. So I'd say, oh, gee, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to take you to hang out with your friends and give you money to pay for it when you've done nothing for me all week long and have totally just been disrespectful and a liar. Mm. Right? That type of approach to those things, you're not teaching any lessons. You're not teaching them how to be better communicators. And what Kenneth is saying is saying, if you want your kids to be better at giving you detailed information answering your questions then you got to get better at giving them detailed information and be more creative answering their questions you can get better at telling your kids something they don't want to hear if your goal is to get better at telling them things they don't want to hear if you just want to shut it down and make it go away what do you think's going to happen Kay? (laughs) good luck yeah especially especially if your daughter's got your wife's DNA and your mom's DNA. That ain't no beta DNA. <laughs> good luck. They're going to sit there and go, oh, why not? <laughs> you're gonna be good going, luck. You're going to lose that one, Kenneth. You're going to lose yeah. those arguments more times than you can even imagine.
0: <laughs> good luck. That's all I got to say. And I'm in a house full of women, so good luck. That's that's what basically I say in my head. Good luck. You try it if you want to. Good luck.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, the, the last one I, I wanted to add, because I know you got to get going, mm-hmm. um is uh my, ba- my mom, my mom. She's basically my mom, my wife. <laughs> she had a friend that was a nurse. And right when our daughter was born, she gave us a bunch of these children's books about mm-hmm. personal space and boundaries, more specifically about your um, your uh your private spots, your private parts yes. of your body. And reading those books, my daughter young age, reading mm-hmm. books that reaffirm that these are sacred parts of your body. Yes. And that if anyone like just taking the shame out of it, hey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> come and talk to us if anyone tries to touch you there or if anyone asks to touch you there this and that if someone tries to touch you there like we even said things like hey you know if they touch you there it's confusing because like oh my gosh like that felt different or weird or it might yep. have even felt good in a certain way and if you're confused keeping that line of communication open with your kids and yep. that example you just used with your daughters that's a great way to do it is allowing them to see you give details to them when they're asking you questions, Mm -hmm. it's going to teach them how to give better details to you when you're asking them questions. Because as a parent, there's a good chance throughout your kid's life, at least I hope, there's moments where you're going to question them about if people have touched them or have tried to touch them. Or if there's scenarios or situations where, you know, you see, you know, your kid going over, you know, you got two girls, I know you're not going to be like, oh yeah, just go play at whatever girlfriend's house you want, even if she has a bunch of older teenage brothers who look like they're punks. Mm. Mm, mm, no, mm. that's not that's <laughs> not happening on my watch. That's not happening on K Scott's watch. <laughs> no, no, sir. Definitely not on our wife's watch. It's like we don't know what mm. creepy uncle that that kid may have living in the basement. You know what I mean?
0: Mm.
1: But teaching your kids about their body, step one, teach them how to communicate their body, and then also teach them about what you feel and think about them in greater detail and about their questions. It models that same thing. What are your thoughts on that, K?
0: Spot on, especially the the. The lower parts the private parts She's already questioned like dad this is a you know what and i'm like yeah, yeah. she was like daddy you don't have no daddy does not have one of those no <laughs> daddy what do you have boom you know so it's like yeah like, mom tell her
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so those conversations are coming up they're uncomfortable at first but they're much needed to like to to discuss with them for sure for sure just so they can have the the thought and the idea of what it is what it's used for stuff like that you know the birds and the bees talk it's yeah so yeah gets and the birds
1: and the bees talk is a great one for parents because we all had to, well we didn't necessarily get it from our parents <laughs> growing up because the times were different yeah. you know but uh i found a lot of stuff from your friends unfortunately but mm-hmm. we all know that's going to be an uncomfortable position for us to be with our kids and having those uncomfortable conversations however yep. the better you get at being calm and relaxed in uncomfortable conversations the better they're going to get at receiving uncomfortable information and feel comfortable to ask you questions because you don't show that you can't handle certain questions parents that get freaked out just by questions that react to just questions unknowingly are making a huge it's like a playing a game of poker and you get mm-hmm. like you know three aces like oh, like your, your body language totally gives away except it's the opposite because it's not exciting the body language right. totally gives away what you're thinking and feeling before you know while you're playing the game so you want to keep even if you are freaked out even if you are worried, you want to go, oh, interesting. Okay. And like, just kind of like go along with it and kind of hear him out, mm-hmm. try to hold back any of your thoughts, feelings, opinions, and a bunch of interrogating questions just so they get more comfortable. So your job as a parent is to make your kid feel more comfortable to ask questions. You show your kid it's more that you can be comfortable answering questions. And that's going to show them that they can be more comfortable answering questions as well. Okay. Now, I know, I know, okay, I know you got to take off right now to go pick up your girl. Which yep. is uh, why I had this conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. But if
1: you, um, if you want to go, or if you, uh, not if you want to go, I know you got to go. So, um, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, just take off in a second? I'm just gonna say a couple of final thoughts because I want okay. to make today's a short conversation, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll jump on in another week or so and give some people uh so, some yes. other part twos. to the girl part and talk more about the teenage girls because obviously these (laughs) girls that we're raising you guys are going to we'll go from kids Mm. right now next conversation we talk about preteens. then we'll -hmm. get to teenagers for all you fathers out there all you parents out there that don't want your daughters to grow up to date the wrong guy to marry the wrong person or Mm. whoever they're going to be with whatever get the right job have the right friendships and these are some little tidbits and nuggets of information that could be helpful in that process so Uh, Okay, you can uh, say goodbye to all the peeps out there,
0: man. Everyone appreciate you for always tuning in, listening in. Grab a friend, grab their ear so they can take a listen to it too. From the OG, that's right. (laughs) Share share
1: share the reels when they come out. Yes, I'm a man.
0: Yeah, share the reels with not only and watch it with another person and Patreon. (laughs)
1: That's right. (laughs) All right, man. Talk to you later.
0: (laughs) Take care. Peace.
1: Uh, last thing I want to leave, uh, all you parents with, um, like I said, just want to give a couple of suggestions and, and nuggets of information, um, in regards to how, you know, what are some things you can do to help your daughters be more resilient, be more confident. And, uh, another thing, um, I want you to have a conversation. Well, there's one other thing to consider to have a conversation with your kids about your cell phone. What I mean is your cell phone usage. If we want our daughters, because obviously today's topic is focused on our daughters, if we want our daughters to be able to navigate the digital world without being addicted to their devices, we're definitely going to have to model that, well, even if we are addicted to our devices or if we you know, are on them all the time, we have to model for them that we can have restraint, that we can set our devices down at certain times, if there's certain no-fly zone rules. I know with some of the families I work with, they, they do that at the dinner table. They do that in certain family functions. Where they all have to not necessarily agree, because not everybody's gonna wanna do this, but they all have to go along with certain rules of the family. Now, certain rules of the family, if the parents says, hey, listen, I'm gonna start putting my phone down during dinner time, everybody's gonna put their phones down during dinner time. And the parent does that, and the parent does it consistently, and it starts out with their kids at a young age, it'll be easier to get your teenagers not to bring phones to the dinner table if you guys have been doing that ever since they were a kid. So All the stuff that we're talking about here really begins with you, parents, begins with you giving the type of behavior that you're desiring for your kids to give to you. So if you want better answers to your questions, if you want more detail, well, then you're going to have to get comfortable with giving them better answers and giving them more detail. Better answers doesn't necessarily mean that you have to tell them what they want because that would be dishonest. That'd be disingenuous. It wouldn't be a good answer for their overall development and well-being. It's just going to be an answer just to get them to get away from you or leave you alone for the moment. So do your best, parents, to take the time to see the questions that your kids are asking you as more than just a nuisance or inconvenience. See it as an opportunity for you to get better at helping them understand the reality in which they live in instead of making it feel like it's personal that you're dismissing what they're saying you're tired you don't have time for their questions or another thing too if you are tired you don't have time for their questions take a little bit of extra moments use some extra words create a bunch of sentences together to describe to them explain to them why you don't have the time or why you're unable to answer their questions at that particular moment calm down your breathing Pay really close attention to your body language, your facial expressions, that you don't look overbearing, posturing, angry, upset. Because your words could come out. It's like, hey, I'm not mad at you, and I'm not frustrated with you. I'm just having a bad day. But if it's still really intense, and and you're like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just having a bad day. That's not going to really come through in that type of communication. Now, I what I'm giving you guys is suggestions. I realize this can be hard to do, and I realize this is not something. You know that your parents even thought about doing maybe they do now but when you're growing up i, I doubt anyone listened to any therapist in this manner unless they're going to real real therapy for quite some time so for all you guys out there listening to this because i'm not your therapist i'm just one of the og therapists out there in the world uh so i suggest you take my suggestion and takes the suggestions of kenneth that uh, not just because we're just raising daughters, but also we're seeing around us very similar things that kids follow the leaders. They're in the employees of the company, but if we want to bring them into seeing their full potential which they have the potential to become a, an owner of the family business, then we're going to have to help them get into management, having more say, having a city, a seat at the table, to make decisions or at least implement okay not implement influence decisions that you guys are making as parents inside the household and inside the family if you listen to your kids they feel like they have a say when you use their information to alter, make changes and plans could be just for dinner. It could be major things to families. They feel like they have sway of you, aka influencer power of you. Then they feel like their words carry weight. It matters. So now they're going to be more likely to be engaged in family interactions and more likely to want to give valuable need, uh, input to the family. We need our kids from a very young age to, the, as they get older to bring data and information from the world bring it to the family so the family can stay in tuned for what's going on and also the family can make necessary adjustments if there's certain things in the environment in the world that needs to be changed parents are focused on survival day-to-day operations consistency getting things done teenagers and kids they're definitely more in the creative stages in their life their brain's developing they're not they don't have as many limitations they don't get to worry about paying taxes things of that nature so our kids are kind of like they're, they're they're the foot soldiers. They're the people out there testing, you know, everything and bringing it back. So it's important for us as parents that we don't shut down everything that our kids ask us, the information they bring to us in our house, even though if we're scared that that information may uh, like a virus get into our family and may corrupt us or maybe it's just bad ideas, even if we're scared of those things, even bad ideas from your kids, even ridiculous things that they should say should be heard out or should be heard should be considered so they know regardless what they bring to you, they're going to get your undivided attention. And then once they get your uh, undivided attention, then when it's your turn to talk to them, your words will have influence. Because the law of land says if someone takes the time to listen to your thoughts, feelings, and opinions, take you seriously, consider what you are saying and what you're doing as being something worth considering, then when it's your time to talk, even if they don't agree with you, even if they don't like you, even if they don't want to follow you, the rules of this universe go, they're more likely to pay attention to what you want, what you think, and your opinions and your feelings after you have done that for them. So parents and anyone out there listening, remember you can always follow us on Instagram. It's OG Therapy. You can follow me on Instagram at David underscore K O Z L O W S K I underscore again. That's on Instagram. On YouTube, we're OG Therapy. Uh, we've got lots of videos on YouTube. We're going to be putting more videos on YouTube as well. We're also on uh, Patreon, on uh, TikTok as well. Um, because I don't run the TikTok account, I'm going to have to get to you guys next week to let you guys know what, uh, our, what our handle on TikTok is because I forgot off the top of my head. We just started it two weeks ago. But um, we got videos and reels going up on TikTok, uh, YouTube as well, a lot of full-length videos on YouTube. And, of course, for those of you who want to pay an extra $5 a month to get an extra 2 years, over two years of bonus content that is not on Apple or Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms, all you got to do is go to www.patreon.com backslash OGtherapy. And there, you'll be able to get that extra content. Like I said, it's just $5 a month, but it is behind a paywall, so you would have to sign up for that. And uh, those are also videos, too. So right now, we're just taking all these uh, podcasts. We're posting them up on Patreon. So you get the video version of these podcasts, and you get a whole bunch of old podcasts that weren't even posted to begin with on any podcast platform. So check that out if you're interested. And remember, you guys, whether it's family, friends, any type of intimate relationship that's got you stressed out and got you down on your knees saying, please, Lord, please. Just remember, you can always press play and listen to your OGs. Until next time, be cool.